Economic development people, welcome to the first episode of the Black Sheep Economic Development Podcast, coming to you from the DevCore Strategic Advisors Studio. Very well appointed, I might add. This is the ED podcast for ED practitioners, episode numero uno. My name's Tom Cole. Let's go. We're going to start with a little self-analysis. You, as the economic development professional, are the unique face of your community. As a career economic developer and a consultant to communities and economic development organizations, as well as a workforce housing developer, I'm exposed to a ton of ED professionals and have made a number of observations that I believe can bolster the success and emotional freedom of economic development professionals. What kind of economic developer are you? How do you believe others perceive you? And how are you promoting your community with your unique energy, because we all do have a unique energy, and it's how we promote that or expose that that ultimately matters in what we do, and we'll cover that a little bit uh, here in this episode. Small to mid-sized economic development staffers, you are out there, and this is really for those folks that are in communities of, say, less than 100,000. Your role in, in this capacity is really to cover a lot of territory, from business attraction, business retention, entrepreneurship, workforce development, and a myriad of other crazy stuff that just sort of pops up. Undoubtedly, you're engaged in one of a few uh, or under one of a few potential umbrellas. You can be a part of the local government staff. You can be a standalone EDO, Economic Development Organization, or Chamber of Commerce. Or you may just be a consultant that that a smaller community has hired to come in and do economic development stuff. The fun part of what we get to do is instead of being another governmental regulator, if you will, you get to be, we get to be a bit of an enabler or an ally to business. You should be the first point of contact for anyone interested in anything relative to the growth, development, and retention of all great commerce in your community. So what kind of person makes a great economic developer? I've seen thousands of them, by the way. You need to be a great communicator. You need to be able to communicate in the current marketplace with a wide array of different personality types and different types of people. You need to be able to get along with that snotty tech kid who uh, is, is either has either inherited a fair amount of money or is just out there trying to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. You need to be able to get along and communicate well with that salty elderly business person who's been in your community since the beginning of time and seemingly runs everything. You need to be able to have, have a, a, you know, rapport with that individual and that type of individual. You also need to be able to get along with folks from my neck of the woods where I grew up, you know, lovingly call us rednecks, I suppose. But you need to be able to get along with all personality types. This is where your CFD, your education, your MBA, your undergraduate degree, your high school diploma, whatever, needs to work hand in hand with common sense and the ability to read people. You need to have a welcoming personality, well-versed in the needs and desires of the client. You need to be able to speak their language and and be able to understand what exactly they're looking for relative to real estate, education, workforce, incentives, whatever their triggers are, you need to be be able to, to communicate that and communicate your perspective on that and how you can fill that gap in whatever it is that they're looking for. We need to realize that incentives are not scandalous, but they're rather a means to bridge a gap, allowing for a project to become a reality, identifying the total cost, the equity, that the business brings to it, and what's that remaining gap 
that they're really asking when it comes to incentives, what's that remaining gap that they're asking the community to assist in fulfilling and being able to recognize what is it that the community is getting out of this deal too? discernment. If there's anything that I've seen in my, over the past three or four decades really change is the notion of discernment. That is recognizing that not every deal is a good deal. Economic development's a two-way street. You know, something's got to be in it for the, for the benefit of the community as well as that business when we're talking about incentives. And, and economic development's not limited to incentives, but it is a big factor oftentimes in the things that we do. I recall my first big job moved to uh, a, a large American city, a primary American city, I believe. And the thought process was, Tom, go out, give it all away. Everything's a win. And it was highly politically motivated. In fact, as a person in his early 20s at the time, the direction I was given was to go offer everything to any company that could possibly move here and put the city council on the spot. Go promise things, then put it on their shoulders, and then they can demonstrate whether they are pro-business or not. That stuff doesn't fly anymore. You know, now discernment is the key. What's in it for us? We evaluate cost-benefit analysis. Is your community going to be better for having laid out some sort of incentive to a, to a particular deal? We also need to be capable of escorting a new project through the local government regulatory stuff. And oftentimes this causes some consternation or constructive combat amongst our own teams, you know, our, our city government team. It might even be the people that work across the hall from you. That's, that's the way it was for, for much of my career. And that you need to go to battle sometimes with those other folks within your organization saying, hey, we need to look at this not just from a regulatory standpoint, but we also need to look at it from a business standpoint. If we, and oftentimes I use this example of a Burger King, if we... Uh, evoked this particular requirement on this business, how many more Whoppers is this Burger King going to have to sell that's not currently in their pro forma? Now, this isn't to suggest that we just bend to every whim of any business that shows up in our community, but we do need to think about, do some of the things that we do as a regulatory body, being your local government, do those things prohibit the expansion of business and prohibit or uh, hold back our ability to maintain and expand our quality of life, or are they actually things that truly benefit us? So there's a balance and there's, and you know, every, every client that we have comes in and complains about some sort of regulation. And a lot of the regulations are there for a good reason, but sometimes they're, they're there because somebody went to a conference and thought, thought this outcome would be cool. So you've got to be capable of escorting a project through city hall, through the regulatory stuff, being that friendly face, because also what I see a lot of times in, in communities is there's an economic developer who has this glad handing, great face that comes out, invites everybody to town. And then when they get there, that person goes away and everybody's handed off to the regulatory folks, their local government. And they never see that smiling face again. If you can develop a, a way for you or a process where you continue to be present during those regulatory processes, that eases things tremendously. And at the end of the day, it kind of uh, help, helps turn your city staff or your regulatory folks into economic development minded people. And it also allows you to kind of understand why things are the way that they are within your local regulations and whatnot. But of course, there's a balance and there is a balance of regulation and free enterprise. This, in my opinion, is perhaps the most critical trait an economic developer can possess. 
what's the process and how is it truly a win-win for all involved parties? Finally, a great economic developer needs to be themselves. People like to do business with those who inspire, listen, understand, and know themselves. There's no shame in allowing your personality to shine. Regardless, you are out there. You're making contact with the business public and free enterprise. You're meeting with government, you're meeting with private industry. It's an exciting job. I believe it's an exciting job. In, 30, in my 30 years, I've come to recognize two distinct personality or operational types amongst economic developers. The first are focused on the task at hand, but need to, you know, air quotes, get permission from the mayor, the city manager, governing body, etc. In this instance, the economic development practitioner is more of a connector, not necessarily an executor. The other type confident, can confidently meet with prospects or existing businesses with the ability to land a deal contingent upon governing body approval if necessary. So there are always going to be regulatory process. There are always going to be steps that go through for formal approval. But in the second situation that I've given here, the second personality type or the second type of economic developer rather goes out confidently says, if you do these things, this is our process. You should more than likely be awarded, you know, success in your project. Many times the first type of economic development pro is perceived as a bit of a used car salesperson that needs to run back to the manager for permission to advance the initiative. Now, I will tell you as being from be it from my side as a developer, that this is irritating to your prospect. If you're not equipped to bring the deal to or beyond the finish line, why are you taking the time to talk to me? It seems to be a waste of my time because I'm going to have to have the same conversation with whoever can make this thing happen. Um, so you need to be equipped to take the project forward. An economic developer is akin to a Swiss army knife. And we hear this analogy a lot at pretty much any conference or seminar that we go to about economic development, but you need to be prepared for anything and be equipped with the knowledge of what your community can do to assist. It's okay. If the answer is nothing, each deal needs to make sense for both business and your community. In fact, what I've learned is that is you've got to be keen in the ability to get to know. And what that mean means is don't string folks along on false hope. If it's apparent that your site, your community, your whatever you're offering isn't going to work, call it a day. If there's an, if there's not a way to get there, if it's obvious that this isn't going to work, you know, call it off. And that's what great salesmanship is. And I'll talk about salesmanship in another episode, but it saves time. It reduces the heartache of being strong along. If a deal clearly isn't good, if the prospect wants more than you can give, or it's just a lousy fit, no is always an option. If the prospect desires to put a hog farm just beyond a new neighborhood, don't waste anyone's time and increase anyone's blood pressure by saying you'll look into it. It's a freaking no, and it's okay to be a no. On the other hand, you fully represent the community and are a walking, talking, outward expression of that community. You need to be on point with knowledge always. In addition to knowledge, you need to allow your personality to flourish as well. And I can't stress this enough. People like to do business with those they find magnetic and quirky. Don't be fake. Just be yourself. Stuffed shirts may have worked 20 years ago, but individuality and creativity are the currency of modern success. And you can look around at any, any business today that's flourishing. You can see there is creativity and a personality and a uniqueness, and that's why they're thriving. At the end of the day, the attributes of your community sell the deal. 
real estate demographics, labor force, utility rates, education, on and on. But being a lively and memorable host is also vital in getting that deal to advance. Last summer, I spent a week meeting with economic development professionals in the state that I targeted for a number of workforce housing developments that I was planning on funding and developing. As I met with city officials and economic development pros, several stood out. Conversely, several were easy to forget as they failed to bring themselves to the table in a manner that conveyed uniqueness or confidence. All presented the information I desired. <clears throat> they all presented the information I desired and provided side and community tours, but those who simply put on a suit and kept the conversation to data were simply data regurgitating robots. After a couple of days, because developers don't just hone in on one community, they look at a wide variety. It takes time for a developer to figure out what they're going to do, where they're going to do it, when it's going to happen. So after a couple of days of talking to a number of economic developers, talking to a number of communities, I forgot which of the mundane personalities represented which community. On the flip side, though, those economic developers who were on point, engaging, and allowed their personalities to flourish, they became part of their community brand. These are the people who suggested that, you know, I go to some out-of-the-way burger joint in lieu of the perceived most businessy restaurant in town. They were sincere and spoke a genuine awareness of their community. They were real people. They weren't just robots or data sheets. They were real people that had real personalities, and I love that. Speaking of awareness, the economic developers who proactively discuss the not-so-amazing attributes of their community, they steal my heart because they're the realest folks in the business. We've all been programmed to present any town USA as the best place to live, work, and play. But in reality, every community, even yours, has its warts. Oftentimes, I ask to see the not-so-great attributes, really because due diligence is an effort to garner the entire picture of a location, not just a particular site. We want to know what's going on in your entire town. What are the great things? What are the not-so-great things? And the reality is every community has not-so-great things, so don't necessarily be ashamed of yours. Toss it out there. You know, not long ago, I was in the state of Iowa seeking sites for another project when it occurred to me that the city I was visiting was wildly picturesque, like out of a movie picturesque. Green lawns. In fact, in fact, everybody seemed to be mowing as if they were directed to do so in a manner to compliment my visit. Very quaint downtowns right out of the Truman Show. Everyone was smiling. You know, I, I got to a point where I finally asked the city manager to drive me to the worst part of town so I could validate that we were in a real place. Being a truly genuine person, he took me to those areas that don't make the cover of the chamber directory. And he actually appreciated the ability and invitation to be completely transparent, to let his guard down and to simply say, hey, this is us and this is what we've got. So kind of the big finish, the, the point of all this is simple. Indeed, there are knowledge and process expectations of being a professional economic developer, but that's only a fraction of you as an individual, only a fraction of you as a person. That's just a slice of your pie of being a unique human being. So provide the desired information to your prospects and business community, but also demonstrate humility, humor, grace, those quirky aspects that allow you to be a memorable and knowledgeable, unique face of your community. So with that, you know, the crux of this whole episode is that you are the face of your community, but don't let that deter you from being a unique individual and letting your personality 
flourish. And this is something that, that nobody's mentioned to me in a wide array of economic development training over the years. No one talks about your personality. They talk about data. They talk about processes. They talk about organization. But nobody talks about how to, how to instill yourself, your true self, into your business life as a professional economic developer. So with that, we'd love to hear your thoughts on anything economic development related. Drop me a line at tom at devcoreadvisors.com. That's tom at devcore, D-E-V-C-O-R-E, advisors.com. And maybe we'll even have you on a show. But keep doing your thing. Keep sharing the excitement about your communities. And keep being your unique self. We'll see you next time.